Well, I waited a whole year to do it again. And we're raffling off the same truck this year. But we've made the incentive to where you should take the truck instead this year. There's still a cash offer uh, if you want to take it instead of the truck, but it's only 5000 this year instead of a split pot. And um, all the proceeds go towards three different organizations, Creative Vets, Project K-9 Hero, and Mission 22. So three organizations that I really like working with and doing stuff with. Next week, actually, on Thursday, we have two of the uh, the upper members, the board members of Creative Vets coming on this show that have not been on this show yet uh, on next Thursday when I'm in Nashville. So I'm excited to have them on. And then May the 1st, we are playing in a golf tournament put on by Creative Vets where we hope to give them a fat-ass little check. Now, in that golf tournament, or excuse me, in the truck raffle, uh, we're only doing 150 tickets. So I think we've already sold like 60 of them uh, in two weeks' time. But we are, uh, we're slacking. We're slacking ass on them. We've only sold six up to this point this week, and we've got to sell more of those. So we take Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. But if you go to my Snapchat, JLTerry87, it is on there how you buy tickets. The person who has the most tickets right now is 10. Shout out to my guy, Dr. Dustin Smith. Um, go check them out, by the way. Uh, it's, I can't remember what it is. He's got a chiropractic clinic over in uh, Eastman, Georgia. Just look up Dustin Smith. It should be Stinky's Chiropractic is what it should be. Uh, but anyway... Y'all go get tickets for that now, please, and help us uh, help us move the fucking rest of them. I love doing stuff for our veterans, um, mental health awareness. That's kind of what this show is going to be about today, too. Not veterans, mental health awareness, but mine. Um, the past couple of days, me and a very close friend have uh, been going back and forth about our mental health. And uh, I'm going to kind of give you my story a little bit on why I've been struggling with mine lately. But it all rooted... To where, you know, this kind of this goes hand in hand. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to at least drop to you guys first about the truck raffle. Because I don't think I've talked about it on here yet. So please, if you're listening to me, go buy some raffle tickets. Um, this episode comes out on the Wednesday the 5th. So we need to sell like 40. 40 tickets between now and Sunday. Next week I'm in Nashville all week. And I'm not going to be pushing this a lot. So it'll be the week after when I get back. And um, we need to have all the tickets sold the week before uh, the golf tournament. That way we can get everything turned in. We can get the truck shipped out. We can get everything took care of before the golf tournament. I don't want to wait till the last second to do it. So y'all please go buy a shit ton of tickets now. But anyway, so have you ever felt like you wasn't good enough? Have you ever been stuck in your head? Have you ever just not understood a situation. I'm very transparent. I feel like that is what has made me good at this. It's what makes people want to come on the show. It's what makes people open up and talk to me. So I'm going to kind of tell you a little bit about what's been going on with me lately and how I've been fighting my demons because I really do believe that I don't go through the things I go through anymore for no reason. I believe that it is, it is a reason. I believe that I was put in the position that I am in life to help people. I'm never going to be a therapist. I wouldn't want to be. I want to be your support system. I don't want to really be a counselor because who the fuck wants to really listen to everything I say? You should pick and choose 
what I say that works for you and do that. Cause uh, that's what I do with everybody. Like not everything that I listen to with some of these self help shit that I listen to works for me. I pick and choose and I find what makes me happy. And I go with that. And I look for the little signs in life that tell me I'm going the right way. And I keep going that way. Uh, I just keep living the way that I'm living. So for those who don't know, I'm single and Lately, I've been struggling with that. I'm getting older, uh, especially since I started doing this six-week soberish. Uh, we got back from Nashville on our last trip, the 16th of March. Let me make sure this is correct. I don't want to lie to you guys. Yeah, we got back from Nashville the 16th of March. I've only drank three days since then. Um, and for some of y'all, I know you're like, it's three days. That's still like kind of a lot for three weeks. Well, for me, it's not. For me, that is, uh, and it's only been one Saturday and then, or two Saturdays and one Friday. So I've limited to the weekend. But with the job that I have, I literally drink all the fucking time. Every guest that comes in here, they want to drink. Or everywhere I go, somebody's offering me a drink. No matter what I do, I'm drinking. So for the fact I've only drank three days, in that time span, and it wasn't even whiskey. I stayed to beer. I had a couple shots of tequila here and there, but you know I've been good for most of the time. Um, and doing that, I've started feeling better. I've exercised a lot. Thank you to to Coach Reagan. Y'all please go look her up. Um, Coach Ray is on all my stuff. I've been tagging her and everything lately. Um, I'm down almost 15 pounds now. Uh, without drinking, with exercising every day, being under 2,000 calories every day, uh, I feel really, really good. But one thing that I've noticed is my mental health has been kind of kind of shaky. And thinking about it, I think it's been shaky because I haven't been drinking. Now hear me out. I think my drinking covered up insecurities. And I think my drinking covered up things that I wasn't really thinking about. And so being sober a little bit more, it has showed me I'm more insecure about some things, that I'm more sensitive about some things that I didn't realize I was sensitive about. Well, being single and wanting to settle down, you can want something too much. And I think I've wanted that too much lately. And it's just now hitting me that the people that I've wanted that with the women that I've kind of chased after, they wouldn't have been fucking no good for me if I would have got them anyway. Like, from the outside looking in, yeah, it's a, it looks good. It looks good. It's like a used car. They were good-looking used cars. But as soon as you drove them off the lot, they'd have probably crapped out on you. And my mental health is like, no one wants you. And it's not that no one wants me. It's that the wrong ones didn't want me, and I should be grateful for that. But my brain was playing tricks on me. And I finally had to have some moments of self-reflection. I finally had to have some come-to-Jesus moments. I kind of had to have some arguments with myself and finally be like, you know what the thing is? It's from the outside looking in, if you take yourself out of the situation you're in and you actually look at the person that you're 
you're lusting after pretty much. This person wasn't good for you. These couple of people are not good for you. Why are you upset that they didn't want you? And it's, it stops being confusing. I was telling uh, Reagan last night when we were walking the track and exercising. There is a meme that I really like. I like everything in my life simplified. I like everything, everything dumbed down for me. Does not matter what it is. Overcomplicating a situation for me just drives me crazy. Overthinking drives me insane. So I like everything fucking dumbed down, right? If you will look up the meme while we're while you're listening to me right now, look up the meme. It's Jesus teddy bear. Jesus with a teddy bear. Jesus little girl teddy bear, something like that. I'm gonna describe the meme to you so you know exactly what it is. Jesus is kneeled down on one knee. Behind his back, where the little girl that's in front of him can't see, Jesus has a big teddy bear. Bow around its neck, big, beautiful teddy bear. In front of him is this beautiful little girl. She's holding this little bitty teddy bear. Jesus got his arm stuck out. And it is him asking her to hand over that little teddy bear. And what it signifies or whatever is the little girl doesn't understand that if she just hands over this little teddy bear, that she'll just hand over this little thing, that she has something really big in store for her. She has something bigger and better in store for her. We don't always know what is around the corner. We don't already always know what blessing we have for us around the corner. And that meme and that metaphor really just hits home to me every time I need, need it to. And I always get myself in a, in a pickle because I'm just, I get too caught up in the now sometimes. I don't know if y'all do. But I'm so worried about right now and being happy right now that sometimes I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll settle a little bit just to be happy right now. Instead of thinking to myself, you've gone this far and said you're not settling What's a little bit farther? What's a little bit farther? Um, one of the things I really do believe in is that as corny as it's going to sound to a lot of people, it is always darkest right before the dawn. I believe that right now, if you feel like you're about to break, that whether you believe in God, the universe, or whatever, that if you feel like you're about to break and you keep taking a step forward and you keep moving forward, even when you feel all the pressure of the world on you and you feel like you just can't take it no more, but yet you still take another step and you still move forward and you still go in the right direction, even when you are hurting so bad, even when you feel like you should give up, all this kind of stuff, I think that's when we receive our blessings. That's when we receive our wonderful gifts from this world. I think we have to earn our blessings. I don't think that anything in life worth having is given to you. And I think that most times we get so wrapped up, so wrapped up 
in now that we forget that sometimes we have to suffer and we have to prove. We have to prove to ourselves. We have to prove to God. We have to prove to the universe. Like I said, you don't even have to take this as being, you know, I'm a Christian, not a very good one, but you can take this as whatever you want to. Sometimes we have to prove to ourselves that we're not going to break. That no matter how hard it is, that if we continue along with blind faith, that it's darkest right before the dawn, because as soon as we get to the dawn, we get our blessing. We don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's behind the good Lord's back. So if we give up this little thing because we feel like we need to, there's a good chance that the blessing that's waiting on us is way bigger, way better. This this right here is how I know it to be true. So over the weekend, I got to go watch my buddy, Riley Anderson, open up for Gary Allen. I am a huge, huge Gary Allen fan. Had a great time with him, all his friends that came and saw him, Carter and David and Reagan and Barbie and everybody that came out to support him, Gypsy was there. Um, his wife, Brittany, they're, they're wonderful friends. Um, I can't remember their name that hung out with us because I'm so shitty with names. Uh, but they were awesome. Everybody was just awesome, his whole crew. And uh, I just got in my head about some shit. I got in my head about some stuff while I was there that had nothing to do with anybody there. It was just, you start thinking about shit. You start thinking, damn, I'm 35. You know what would have been nice to be with me right now? A wife, a girlfriend, or whatever. But I hate everyone, and I'm so picky. I'm so fucking picky. Why do I have to be so picky? And then I'm happy that I'm picky. When I when I sat there and I thought about it, it was like, you know what? I'm 35, never been married. I know exactly what I want. If I've gone this long, I'm waiting on what I want, right? But then you start getting aggravated by other stuff. And if you're a musician, you are fixing to know exactly what I'm talking about. I know I'm not a musician, but what I do for a living, there's a lot of things that are going to be comparable to a musician. So even though my show was going great and we're booking, we just booked our first Texas show, August the 4th out in Texas, right outside of Fort Worth. I cannot wait for that. The podcast is going to Texas. Um, that's that's going to be fucking awesome. And we got our Live Oak shows. We've got, we got some amazing artists that are going to be on the show next week. And we got a fucking great lineup already for May. And it's just like, you know, maybe I need to go ahead and sell my show out, cash in on what I can, whatever. And I just don't want to do that. I want to remain independent. That way, one day I have a mega payday and I make the life changing money that I want to make. But you go see stuff like I went to this weekend and you're like, man, I'm ready to, I'm ready to cash the fuck out. <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm just ready to. And I don't know what got me thinking about that this weekend, but it did. And uh, when I got back Sunday, I couldn't get back here quick enough Sunday. I really couldn't. I just, 
I wanted to get away from everybody. I wanted that three-hour ride home so I could just sit and think and and talk to God on the way home, maybe even argue with him a little bit. And uh, I wanted to get to Gracie, too, so I could spend some time with her. She always makes me happy. But in uh, true fashion of my child, I get to her. She wants to go eat at a place over in Dublin. And uh, we went and go eat at this place. And I, I won't normally eat at this place because they've never done business with me. I'm big on doing business with the people who do business with with me and business with my friends. Well, this place not only doesn't do business with me, they've never had any of the artists that I work with and stuff really play there. So I really don't like that either because I'm big on supporting my friends and their careers. They've never even asked me. And, like, I'm the country music guy around here. I'm the guy that, like, Hummingbird... Uh, Cashman's There's a lot of places around here that are starting Kerrigan's There's a lot of places around here that have asked me for my input and stuff before And, and helped book acts and everything um, I mean, We've done stuff at Crazy Bull too uh, There's plenty of places And this place has never has So I kind of took offense to it Probably shouldn't have But you know, I'm a petty bitch so What do you want me to tell you So while I am sitting there eating with my child And I already don't want to be there I look on the back page of this menu and the logo of the person who got me fired is on there. Like, and I'm like, God damn it. Like, I'm finna get up and walk out. Like, I really am. Like, this is just, it's just that, that shit. Like, it's your mental health. And then it's just like, oh, I gotta look at this shit now. Gracie talked me into staying. She talked me down and whatever. So I was like, fuck it. Gracie wants to eat here. It's whatever. So instead of me showing my ass, I sat there and I ate with my child, made her happy. Well, everything's over and done with at this point. Next morning, I get up and my phone lights up like a fucking Christmas tree. It is going off like crazy. And uh, I didn't know what the fuck had happened. I thought I'd done, done something stupid or posted something stupid that I shouldn't have. <laughs> I've been known to do that. And uh, anywho, a guy who is on my show next week, who is probably the most Christian country artist that I've ever had on my show. He doesn't really curse. He doesn't really drink. He he doesn't do anything like the rest of us. Hell, he wouldn't even stay with us when he went to Nashville. I wouldn't want to stay with us too, a bunch of heathens. He was on the show that I got fired from, talking to the person who got me fired. And he drops that he's going to be on my show next week and how happy he is to be on my show next week. And what a big deal it is. In Nashville, recording with me. And that is when I was reminded right then. And let me say this. This is why it's cool. If it was any of my other dickhead friends, if it had been Mark Orient, if it had been Lee Tucker, Dustin Heron, if it had been any of my my boys that would have blame bunting, I should definitely throw him in there for this. I would say Justin Dukes, but he wouldn't have fucking done it um, out of spot. He would he definitely wouldn't have done it out of spot. Cause he's a good boy. He's a sweet angel baby. The rest of my friends probably would have been a dick about it. They would have made sure they brought up my show on purpose. 
They would have brought it up to be dickheads. Without a doubt. This man brought it up the right way without malice, without hate, without whatever. He just brought it up being grateful that he was going to be on the show. I'm grateful for this man now. I'm very thankful. I was already happy he was going to be on the show, but I'm even more thankful that he's going to be on it now. And it's not just because of what he did. It's the timing of it. There's no way he knows about me seeing that stupid-ass logo the night before. There's no way that he knows that I was kind of going through the ringer and putting myself through hell that weekend. There's no way he knew. No way he knew none of that. And that literally snapped me out of my bullshit Monday morning. And that was that little sign that I needed that, hey, you're on the right road. You're going the right direction. That's your little reminder. I don't need affirmation all the time. I don't need a compliment all the time. I don't need, I don't need somebody kissing my ass all the time. But every once in a while, it's nice to know, hey, what you're doing right now is exactly what you need to be doing. Don't veer. Sometimes you're going to struggle. Sometimes you're going to fuck up. Sometimes you're going to falter. But stay on course. Trust in yourself. Trust in your plan. And you're going to be fine. You are going to be fine. And I look for those signs now. I look for those things. You know, it's, it's hard for me to put into words what something like that means. It's not a diss. It's not that my buddy who's doing the show next week really stuck it to that radio station. I don't really think he did because he didn't, he didn't mean to. He didn't. Like the radio station probably thinks that, but he didn't. The dude didn't have any idea what he was doing. But to me, it's a huge deal because it's, it's right place, right time, right person. Anybody else, it would have been like, gotcha, bitch. This one's like, not really that way. It's more like, okay, we're doing the right shit here. So that's what y'all need to be looking for. Y'all need to be looking for those little wins. Little wins add up to be a big victory. You're not going to get big victories every day. You can get little wins. You can get little reminders. Things are exactly what they're supposed to be. And that that's where I'm at right now. You know, and even after that, my day just got better. I got a good call from a buddy up in Nashville. They're starting a company. And uh, it's a little scratch your back, scratch your back type deal for both of us that we'll be doing some stuff together. And that's another one of those right place, right time things. And, you know, I just, I just look back on so much that could have gone wrong if I would have just looked at it the wrong way. Me and Gracie have a saying, if I've never talked about it on here, but it's attitude is everything. Attitude is absolutely everything with me, even when something goes wrong. Even on the fucking bad days, if I will just take 
the best attitude and put it towards even the bad shit in my life. That shit turns around a lot faster. The bad turns to good a lot fucking faster. You know, I, I got put into a, a weird situation this morning with somebody fucking snitching um, in a group message. And back in the day, if this would have happened, I would have just been a complete dick to this person. I would have just been, I'm talking about dickhead. I am, uh, I'm old school to where snitches get stitches. You know what I'm saying? I don't like people snitching when you ain't got to. Now, look, if I get pulled over and somebody in the car with me's got drugs and they ain't my drugs and your ass ain't going to fess up, I ain't going to jail over you now. I was going to tell you, I'll be the snitch in that situation. I will tell on your ass in a fucking heartbeat because I'm going home to my youngin. Now, little things like this to where a comment was made and then you want to run back and tell that shit? Nah, that's that's bullshit. That's just trying to cause drama and being childish. But back in the day, I used to. Used to would have just blew your shit up, would have been a dick. Now, I'm finding peace and cutting people off like that. I am more worried about my peace and my state of mind than proving a point by cussing you the fuck out. I would rather you have to sit there and wonder now why I'm not speaking to you. Why I'm not talking to you anymore. Why I'm not fucking with you anymore. Why that warm, fuzzy feeling that you had while I was around ain't there. Because it ain't going to be there. I've been trying to explain this state of mind to people for a while now. I used to give people the benefit of the doubt. But when I did, all I ever did was get my fucking feelings hurt. Now, I think the worst of you. I think you're going to fuck me over. I think you're going to stab me in the back. I think you're going to be a piece of shit person to me until you prove me otherwise. And you know what happens if you have that mindset? You never get hurt. You never get fucked over. You always protect yourself. Always. I don't have a three-strike rule anymore and your ass is out. I have a one. You do shit one time to really piss me off or really go against, like, my code of ethics, if I have any, and you're fucking out of there. I don't need you in my life. I've got enough enemies are frenemies I don't need one more and you probably don't either so I treat everyone in my life like you're gonna screw me over or fuck me over until you prove me otherwise but the second you prove me otherwise you have the loyalist dog you could ever have I will bite any motherfucker for you anybody I got your back even when you wrong. I'm going to tell you your dumb ass is wrong. But I'm going to have your back. We don't be doing that back and forth shit around me. If you want to do some shit like that, you can take your ass on somewhere. Because it ain't welcome here. 
But that all comes with growth. That all comes with being the person that life is molding you into. And that's what I want all y'all to focus on. Is what is life molding you into? Don't let it just give you the bad shit. In the bad shit, find the good. Find the lesson to be learned from the bad. You know, if we just took the bad moments in our life and we just let them mold us, we would all be fucking assholes all the time. We would just be bitter all the time. I refuse to be bitter. But I do want to learn and grow from the bad. I want to better myself. I want to become a better man. I'll, I'll, I'll be 100% real with y'all. This six-week soberish stuff, I forgot what it's like to wake up 10 days in a row not being hungover. I forgot how good your body feels. I forgot how good it feels to exercise. I forgot what it is like not to just center your life around alcohol. Now, after the six weeks sober, am I going to do two miles a day? Probably not. But am I going to do it three or four times a week? Probably. Am I going to limit my drinking to the weekends? Yes. Or, you know, like a Nashville trip. Because there's no way I'm going to Nashville and not drinking almost every day. But that's just the atmosphere. It's a vacay. It's a vacay. And from now on, too, just because it's the weekend doesn't mean I have to drink. You know, this has shown me that I feel better and I look better. I'm not fucking bloated. I'm telling y'all, I didn't realize how bloated I was from beer and alcohol until you're not bloated from beer and alcohol. This is all things that I have learned and grown from. And I want you guys to take a long, hard look in the mirror. And I want you to see what you can do to improve over these next couple of weeks with me. And if any of y'all make some big changes in your life, I want you to email me at RaisinGraceStudios, with an S at the end, at gmail.com. And next month in May, I want to have some of y'all on the show to tell me kind of what you've learned about yourself, how you've grown. You know, I want to start bringing people onto the show that other people can learn from. We've got some really good shows scheduled for this month. And, you know, I want, I want to have... I want to have learning moments on this show. That is one thing the sober shit, too, has showed me, is I like having fun. I like cutting up with people. I like getting wild with people. But there's a lot of topics on here that we used to touch all the time that we haven't touched in a while, and I want to get back to touching some of them. And, uh, you know, that comes with a certain level of, you know, being sober, being more insightful, paying attention more, being more self-aware, and paying attention to what your listener wants and what your sponsors want. So we're going to kind of do some more of that. Uh, don't get me wrong now. Is there going to be drunk shows where me and Lee and Dustin and everybody else is on here talking shit? Absolutely. But is that going to be all the time? No. 
And we got a new rule, too, by the way, for our uh, Live Oak shows, since y'all like them so much, and I absolutely love them. Uh, no more tequila till halfway through. So no more tequila till 4 o'clock, folks. Uh, if you heard the last one that we did, I had mush mouth halfway through that bitch. I was slammered. <laughs> I was fucked up. So I'm going to do my best from now on. No more of that. Uh, speaking of the Raising Grace rounds at Live Oak, I'm going to read y'all the lineup. So if you are in Nashville or around Nashville, uh, April the 12th, you can come out and hang out with us. Aaron Tanner, Macy Nicole, by the way, this will be Macy's first rider round. So y'all please come see my girl. Uh, Thomas Merritt, Carter Cross, Dave McMahon, Riley Anderson. Then those boys are going to get together with the ranch hands and they're going to play a couple for us. My boy, John Haywood, uh, Becca Ray, uh, Mr. Hunter. I'm going to say your name, last name wrong because I can't fucking say it right. right? Monts. Uh, I can never say his name right. It's M-O-U-N-C-E. Little skinny's bitch ass. Uh, Brian Frazier and Jared Weeks and Jason Noel from Saving Abel. Uh, so addicted to... Yeah, that's going to be on my show. Uh, that's going to be badass. We already did an individual show with them, which was cool as shit. Now they're going to actually play the writers round, which is fucking badass. Uh, and our special guest, Miss Tawny Jade. Sarah Blake Cheek, uh, Damaris, and uh, Miss Alyssa Hill. Plus, I'm sure we'll have some more people stop by and hang out. I want to thank Mr. Ike, by the way, for taking pictures for us. Miss um, Ike Everd. And uh, my guy Seth with Down Yonder Hats. Uh, thank you very much. Always hasten uh, for letting us use Live Oak. The sound guy. <laughs> if y'all don't know why that's funny, please go, uh, please go listen to Live Oak episodes where I made an ass out of myself. A complete fucking ass out of myself last time. The sound guy that we kept referring him to, uh, Lee Tucker didn't tell me until about an hour in that he was another one of the owners, and I kept calling him the sound guy. I'm glad I was nice to him and not a fucking prick, because uh, that would have looked really bad on my part. But anyway, uh, I just want to leave y'all with this, and I'm going to get off here and let you go on about your day. Thank you again to all the sponsors for this month. Your ads will be running tomorrow. On the first episode of this month, really with Mark Ware, uh, who's got a really, really good story. Y'all will enjoy it tomorrow. If you feel like you're about to break, just keep moving. Just keep forcing yourself to go forward. You're not about to break. That is life testing you to see if you deserve the blessing, the gift that's right around the corner. If you give up, if you give in, you're never going to receive it. You have to earn your blessings. Remember, easy come, easy go. Things that are hard earned usually are hard to lose. I love you guys. I hope you have a great day. I will see y'all soon.